This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. Tonight, the horrifying new details of Hamas's massacre as Israel launches relentless airstrikes into Gaza. Tens of thousands of troops gathering at the border, preparing for a ground invasion. Tonight, the number of Americans killed is rising, and we're learning just how many Israeli soldiers are among the dead. Here are tonight's headlines. Air attacks rain down on both sides of the border. The anguish for rescuers as they recover bodies after Hamas's brutal attack. We've been speaking with rescue workers, some of whom broke down in tears when they described what they witnessed in the aftermath of this attack. Where is the world now? How come the world is not sane? Never again. Reservists return home as Israel prepares for an expected invasion of Gaza. And in northern Israel tonight, tensions are high as Israel and Hezbollah exchange rocket attacks across the border with Lebanon. Inside Gaza tonight as bombs rain down. The city now plunged into darkness as electricity is cut off. They keep saying leave the Gaza Strip where to? They bombed, they bombed everything. I would argue it's the deadliest day for Jews since the Holocaust. Here in Washington, attention shifts to whether Iran bears any more responsibility. America's top diplomat on his way to Israel, the plan to get Americans out, and what's being done to rescue American hostages. How many of your friends and neighbors are gone? Too many. And a story of survival tonight from the kibbutz Kafar Azah, 
one of the most brutal massacres of the war. I'm thankful to God every day, every hour, every minute, every second that he kept me and my family alive. Good evening again from here in Tel Aviv on day five of this war. The big headline here as Israel prepares for a ground invasion and hundreds of thousands of its soldiers are on the border of Gaza. Now there's a new emergency wartime government here, a unity government, bringing together Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and one of his main political rivals. Tonight we're also learning more Americans are among the dead, with even more missing, some believed to have been kidnapped by Hamas. Hostage rescue teams Delta Force and SEAL Team 6 remain in the United States waiting for Israel to request assistance. A source telling CBS News that request could come as soon as today. President Biden spoke today with Prime Minister Netanyahu for a fourth time since the attacks, telling him that despite all the anger, Israel needs to operate by the rules of war. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is on his way here as a sign of solidarity. Airstrikes are pummeling Gaza. That's a near constant bombardment. Israeli defense forces say it struck more than 2,000 targets in the first days of this war. And what's left is nothing but ruins. Look, you can see entire neighborhoods turn to rubble. Rockets continue to fall in Israel, even near the main airport here in Tel Aviv today, where people were forced to take cover inside the terminal. Israel is also paying close attention to the north, with troops exchanging rocket fire with Hezbollah forces over the border with Lebanon. More than 1,200 people have been killed in Israel, including nearly 200 Israeli soldiers. We have team coverage tonight, and CBS's Holly Williams is here to start us off. And good evening, Holly. We understand that the prime minister has issued an ominous warning. Good evening, Nora. Yes, at a press conference tonight, Israel's prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, vowed that his country would, quote, crush and destroy Hamas and said that every Hamas member is a dead man. <laughs> United in its grief and in the horror of what it's been subjected to. Israel has begun to bury its dead. Rescue workers have reported seeing atrocities at the Kafar Azza Kibbutz, a small farming community stormed by Hamas gunmen. You saw multiple children saw and babies who'd been beheaded. Children, not only children, not only multiple. I saw a lot more that cannot be described. While filming in southern Israel today, the air raid alarm sent us running for cover. In areas close to the Gaza Strip, where Hamas militants have their base, rockets take just seconds to hit. Jacob Landau is a dual US-Israeli citizen who's come here from Brooklyn, New York, to help recover bodies from the communities where Hamas militants went on a killing spree. I can see how painful this is for you. It's, it's, not, it's not me. It's painful for, for our country, for our people. It's not a personal thing. It's all of us. It's all of us. The massacres of civilians have shaken Israel's sense of security, and so has the sophistication of the attack. A Hamas propaganda video appears to show how they used a weaponized drone to attack Israeli communication towers along the border on Saturday. 
That's where the militants, designated as a terrorist group by the US, breached the barrier that Israel uses to contain Palestinians in Gaza. And we absolutely know that the rockets... Are Major Libby Weiss told us the militants' rockets are also getting deadlier, with help from Iran. We know that in the last decade, Hamas has invested millions and millions of dollars in improving their weapons. They are more precise. They are more far-reaching within Israeli territory. Israel's called up 360,000 reservists, and a ground invasion of the Gaza Strip is expected in the days ahead. Gaza's already under siege, ordered by Israel with no food or medicine allowed across the border. Its only power plant is no longer functioning. Its biggest hospital only has enough fuel for three more days. Home to about two million people, around half of them under the age of 18. And roughly the size of Philadelphia. Gaza's now being pulverized by near-constant Israeli airstrikes. When the airstrikes hit, we ran barefoot, says this woman, who's now taken shelter in the grounds of a hospital. They are all victims, she says. They're all women, children. What did they do? Some call Gaza the world's largest open-air prison because with a blockade in place, most residents cannot leave. They are not our targets, uh, but they're still being killed. And we, we understand that. The loss of life here is tragic. But again, we must make sure that Hamas cannot launch massacres and slaughter civilians as they did this past weekend. It is just a reality with which we cannot live anymore. And Holly is back with us from the southern border. What are the options for civilians to get out of Gaza? Well, Nora, there are efforts to open a humanitarian corridor, but so far they don't seem to be uh, getting anywhere. Most people don't have the option to leave, and now they're running out of time. You know, I was in Gaza back in 2014 when it was hammered by Israeli airstrikes, and I can tell you it was absolutely terrifying. Holly Williams, thank you for your reporting. We are hearing heartbreaking stories of unimaginable atrocities at Kibbutzim across the southern parts of Israel. Hamas militants going door to door, murdering civilians as they huddle in shelters. Kafar Zah is now known as one of the conflict's deadliest massacres, where Hamas militants used motorized paragliders like this one to invade. I remember the hour on the clock. It was 6.22 a.m. We started hearing the alarm. I just froze. I had a panic attack, and I couldn't move. 13-year-old Renana Batzer Suissa was born and raised on the kibbutz, just miles from the border with Gaza. She says the fact that she's alive is a miracle. Take us inside the shelter. What were you thinking? I was thinking many moments. This is going to be my last moment. And I was so afraid if someone's coming because are you going to rape me? Or are you going to take me? Or are you going to shoot me? I didn't know what, what, could, what could happen to me. Hamas terrorists went door to door, slaughtering anyone they could find, including babies and children. Ranana and her family spent 16 hours hiding. What did you see when you finally left the shelter? I tried not to walk around as much as possible. I don't know if many people can understand, but the smell, it smelled like war and bad news and tears. Tell me about your walk to freedom. We needed to go to a bus. It was so, so scary. A friend of my family came to me and she told me, no, 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 
you're not crying, not now, not now, you can do it, you can fall apart now. You need to focus, you need to survive, keep going, keep walking, walk fast, run. We first met Renana when she was 10 years old. Even then, she was worried about attacks. It's very scary. I need all the time to be prepared to run. This time, she escaped north with her grandma, father, and mother, Ilonit. How many of your friends and neighbors are gone? Too many. <laughs> what will you do now? We need to build our life back from nothing. This is not mine. This is not mine. It's not yeah. mine. <laughs> nothing. But they do have each other. She told me if we're going to um, never make it together, I will let you kiss me anytime you want. Since then, I'm kissing her every minute. Renana told us her mother kept her calm. In those hard moments where we thought the Hamas is going to come in any second, she told me to think about the Taylor Swift performance we're going to in June and how I'm going to sing and how much she's going to film me. It gave you hope. Yeah, that, that I'm going to make it to June. That I'm going to make it out of there alive. Hope is in short supply these days. Kafar Aza is now one of the many sites where hundreds of Israeli soldiers are readying for the possible counter-strike ground invasion of Gaza. Tensions are also rising in the north with a potential second front in the war along Israel's border with Lebanon. CBS's Imtiaz Tayeb is following the action where Israeli troops exchanged fire today with Hezbollah forces. Israel was thrown into a fresh state of terror after a military alert warning of a, quote, aerial infiltration from Lebanon. An army spokesman later said it was an error. But on its northern border with Lebanon, Israel is taking no chances. CBS News has witnessed a mass mobilization of tanks and soldiers following four consecutive days of incoming rocket fire from southern Lebanon. Allahu Akbar. Dozens of northern Israeli communities have already been evacuated. The few who remain, mainly women and children, spend most of their time in underground bunkers because of the near-constant air raid sirens. And tensions here are running high. A fight breaks out over donated coloring supplies for the children, as people who've had no choice but to live in such close quarters find themselves at breaking point, including mother of three, Oshrit Ochana. Why is everyone so upset? Distress. It's everybody crazy. The fear now is the kind of violence Hamas inflicted on Israel's south will come here to the north. As armed Palestinian groups and the Iranian-backed Shia group Hezbollah continue to fire rockets into Israeli territory. Hezbollah is Lebanon's most powerful armed group and is committed to Israel's destruction. With its vast arsenal of rockets and thousands of fighters who gain combat experience in Syria's civil war, Israel recognizes it as a formidable fighting force. Now, three Hezbollah fighters and three Israeli soldiers have been killed in the past few days alone, risking a second front opening up here in the north and a conflict that has the potential to engulf this entire region. Nora. MTS Tayab, thank you.
The Biden administration says it's working with Israel to help American citizens trying to leave the country. And just moments ago, the State Department raising the alert level for Americans here, saying they should reconsider travel to Israel. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House with the latest details. President Biden tonight issued a warning to the Iranian regime, which has provided Hamas with money and weapons for decades. Made it clear to the Iranians, be careful. The White House maintains there's no direct link between Iran and Saturday's attack, and the Iranians deny any role. U.S. intelligence sources tell CBS News the regime was actually surprised by the scope of the assault. But Texas Republican Congressman Michael McCall today disputed that assessment. But I think all roads lead to Iran. We certainly don't want to see this escalate, but Iran's already in this. And to say somehow that Iran's not, I think is just a, a lack of common sense. While trying to prevent a wider war, the White House is also dealing with a growing U.S. death toll. Now 22 Americans and at least 17 still unaccounted for. I think we all need to steel ourselves for the very distinct possibility that these numbers will, will keep increasing. U.S. officials also don't know how many are being held hostage. Rachel Goldberg's son, Hirsch, was at that music festival that was attacked and was last seen in this bunker, his cell phone's final ping at the Gaza border. I have faith in President Biden and all the people who are working tirelessly um, trying to figure out how do we get American hostages out FBI hostage experts are on their way to Israel. I have not given up hope of bringing these folks home. But a former FBI agent said that finding and rescuing hostages in Gaza will be incredibly difficult. The conditions that these hostages are being held in make it extremely difficult for the Israeli forces to just go in. As Secretary of State Antony Blinken heads to Israel, the administration is exploring an airlift for Americans struggling to find flights out of Israel. Commercial options are dwindling, could be chartered to get them out. Ed O'Keefe joins us again from the White House. So, Ed, what about American special forces? Could they help with any of these rescue efforts? Nor they could. There is a special operations command at the American Embassy in Israel that would be involved in any hostage rescue. And additional American planners and intelligence specialists have been sent to assist. As of now, Delta and SEAL Team 6 members are in the U.S., waiting for the Israelis to request help. Nora. Ed O'Keefe with that new information from the White House. Thank you. House Republicans nominate their pick to be the next Speaker of the House, and he is making support for Israel a top priority. We've got the new details next. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. 
Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Back in Washington, Republicans nominated Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise to be the next Speaker of the House. Scalise, who survived being shot at at a congressional baseball practice in 2017 and is now battling blood cancer, has to rally enough votes from the full House. Uh, We need to make sure we're sending a message to people all throughout the world that the House is open and doing the people's business. Uh, And our first resolution uh, that uh, we pass under Speaker Steve Scalise will be to make it clear that we stand with Israel. Scalise narrowly defeated Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan to win his party's nomination. It is not clear when the whole House will vote. Tonight, forecasters are tracking a possible tornado threat in central Florida. The threat extends through tomorrow. The region is also bracing for several inches of rain. And a cross-country storm is expected to dump several feet of snow on the mountains of Utah and Wyoming. The storms will then bring rain across the Midwest and into the Northeast for the weekend. NASA shared some exciting news today about ancient space dust that recently arrived on Earth. That's next. A frightening scene today at America's busiest airport. Three people were stabbed at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. Investigators say a woman first stabbed a man. When confronted by police, they say she stabbed an officer and then another woman. Video posted on social media shows passengers kneeling on the ground until the situation ended. There is no word yet on the extent of the injuries. NASA today showed off some of the space dust that was scraped off a four-and-a-half-billion-year-old asteroid. The charcoal black debris was brought to Earth by a spacecraft last month. NASA says initial studies show evidence of water and carbon. Those are the building blocks of life on Earth. And this material was found outside the main sample container, which hasn't been opened yet. Thousands of Israelis come to the aid of a family in despair. That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We wanted to end tonight with a story about a community coming together after tragedy. 24-year-old college student Bruna Villanau was killed by Hamas at that music festival on Saturday morning. Her mother and sister recently moved to Israel, and they don't know many people here. 
So they took to social media asking for 10 people to come to the funeral. That's the number required for Jewish religious ceremonies. It's called a minion. But this is what they got. 10,000 Israelis responded to share in the family's grief. Strangers showing up for a family in need. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Israel. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.